0: Welcome back to Let Go and Let God. This is episode 9. We're just starting the Book of Numbers. And this is the first recording since the episode started releasing last week. Very exciting. I've got about, well, after today I'll be 7 episodes ahead. So may not be recording for the next couple of weekends, but we'll be... um, editing (laughs) and preparing for release. So without further ado, here we go. Uh, see you in an hour. The Lord spoke to Moses in the tent of meeting in the desert of Sinai on the first day of the second month of the second year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. He said, take a census of the whole Israelite community by their clans and families, listing every man by name, one by one. You and Aaron are to number by their divisions all the men in Israel, twenty years old or more who are able to serve in the army. One man from each tribe, each the head of his family, is to help you. The oh Jesus, oh God, no, oh boy. These are the names of the men who are to assist you: from Reuben, from Reuben, Eleazar son of Shidur, from Simeon, Shilumiel son of Zuriel Shadai. From Judah, Nashon, son of Aminad, from Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zuar, from Zebulun, Elob, <laughs> son of Helen, from the sons of Joseph, Ephraim, Elishama, son of Amihud, from Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Pedasur, from Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideon, from Dan, or Don, as I've been told it's pronounced. Uh, your, son of Ami Shaddai, from Asher, and Pajil, son of Akran, from God, Gad. We'll go with Gad. God probably didn't let them name them God. Eli son of Duol, from Naphtali. Ah, Hira, son of Enan. Great. These were the men appointed from the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes. They were the heads of the clans of Israel. Moses and Aaron took these men whose names had been given, and they and they called the whole community together on the first day of the second month. The people indicated their ancestry by their clans and families, and the men 20 years old or more were listed by name one by one, as the Lord commanded Moses. And so he counted them in the desert of Sinai. From the descendants... Oh my God. <laughs> From the descendants of Reuben, the firstborn son of Israel, all the men twenty years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, one by one, according to the records of their clans and family. The number from the tribe of Reuben was forty six thousand five hundred. From the descendants of Simeon, all the men twenty years old or more who were able to serve in the army were counted and listed by name, one by one, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Simeon was fifty nine thousand three hundred. From the descendants of Gad, All the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Gad was 45,650. From the descendants of Judah, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Judah was 74,600. From the descendants of Issachar... All the men twenty years old or more were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Issachar was fifty four thousand four hundred. From this, the descendants of Zebulun, all the men twenty years older, twenty years old or more, who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Zebulun was fifty seven thousand four hundred. From the sons of Joseph, from the descendants of Ephraim. All men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Ephraim were 40,500. From the descendants of Manasseh, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Manasseh were 32,200. From the descendants of Benjamin, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Benjamin was 35,400. From the descendants of Don, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Don was 62,700. From the descendants of Asher, all the men 20 years old or uh, or more, you'd think this would get easier every time I read it. I mean, I need to clean my glasses or something. From the descendants of Asher, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Asher was 41,500. From the descendants of Naphtali, all the men twenty years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Naphtali were fifty three thousand four hundred. These were the men counted by Moses and Aaron and the twelve leaders of Israel, each one representing his family. All the Israelites twenty years old or, or more who were able to serve in Israel's army were counted according to their families. The total number was six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty. The families of the tribe of Levi, however, were not counted. Along with the others, the Lord had said to Moses, you must not count the tribe of Levi or include them in the census of the other Israelites. Instead, appoint the Levites to be in charge of the tabernacle of the testimony over all its furnishings and every belonging to it. They are to carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings. They are to take care of it and encamp around it. Whenever the tabernacle is to move, the Levites are to take it down, and whenever the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites should do it. Anyone else who goes near it shall be put to death. The Israelites are to set their tents by division, each man in his own camp under his own standards. The Levites, however, are to set up their tents around the tabernacle of the testimony so that wrath will not fall on the Israelite community. The Levites are to be responsible for the care of the tabernacle of the testimony. The Israelites did all this just as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, the Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting some distance from it, each man under his standard with the banner of the banners of his family. On the east toward the sunrise, the division of the camp of Judah are to encamp under the standard. The leader of the people of Judah is Nashon, son of Amindab. His division number is 74,600. The tribe of Ishkar will camp next to him. The leader of the people of Ishkar is Nathaniel of Zu'ar, son of Zu'ar. His division numbers 54,400. The tribe of Zebulon, Zebulon, will be next. The leader of the people of Zebulon is Eliab, son of Hilan. His division numbers 57,400. All the men assigned to the camp of Judah, according to their divisions, Number one hundred and eighty-six thousand four hundred. They will set out first on the south. Will be the divisions of the camp of Reuben under their standard. The leader of this people of Reuben of the people of Reuben is Eliezer, son of Shadur. His divisions number forty-six thousand five hundred. The tribe of Simeon will camp next to them. The leader of the people of Simeon is Lu Miel, son of Zuri Shadai. His division numbers fifty-nine thousand three hundred. The tribe of Gad will be next. The leader of the people of Gad is Elisif, Elisif, son of Duel, Duel. Duel. his divisions, number 45,650. All the men assigned to the camp of Reuben, according to their divisions, number 151,450. They will set out second. Then the tent of meeting in the camp of the Levites will be set out in the middle of the camps, they will set out in the same order as they encamp, each in his own place under his standard. On the west will be the divisions of the camp of Ephraim under their standard. The leader of the people of Ephraim is Eli Shama, son of Amihud. His division numbers 40,500. The tribe of Menasseh will be next to them. The leader of the people of Menasseh is Gamaliel, son of peda his divisions number thirty-two thousand two hundred. The tribe of Benjamin will be next. The leader of the people of Benjamin is Abidan, son of G- Gidi Gideon E. Gideon with an I at the end. His division numbers thirty-five thousand four hundred. All the men assigned to the camp of Ephraim, according to their divisions, number one hundred eight thousand one hundred. They will set up third. On the north will be the divisions of the camp of Dawn under their standard. The leader of the people of Dawn is Ahi Aziel, ah, <laughs> ah, son of Amishaddai. His division numbers 63,700. The tribe of Asher will camp next to them. The leader of the people of Asher is Pajial, son of Akron. His division numbers 41,500. The tribe of Naphtali will be next. The leader of the people of Naphtali is ah- Ahira, son of Anan. His division numbers 53,400. All the men assigned to camp of Don number 157,600. They will set up last. set out last under their standards. These are the Israelites counted according to their families. All those in the camps by their divisions number 603,550. The Levites, however, were not counted with the other Israelites as the Lord commanded Moses. So the Israelites did everything the Lord commanded Moses. That is the way they camped under their standards, and that is the way they set out each with his clan and family. This is is the account of the family of Aaron and Moses at the time the Lord talked with Moses on Mount Sinai. The names of the sons of Aaron were Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar. Those were the names of Aaron's sons, the anointed priests who were ordained to serve as priests. Nadab and Abihu, however, fell dead before the Lord when they made the offering with unauthorized fire before him in the desert of Sinai. I remember that. They had no sons, so only Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests during the lifetime of their father Aaron. The Lord said to Moses, "Bring the tribe of Levi and present them to Aaron the priest to assist him. They are to perform duties for him and for the whole community at the tent of meeting by doing the work of the tabernacle. They are to take care of all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, fulfilling the obligation of the Israelites by doing the work with the tabernacle. Give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are the Israelites who are given, who are to be given holy to him. Appoint Aaron and his sons to serve as priests. Anyone else who approaches the sanctuary must be put to death. The Lord also said to Moses, I have taken the Levites from among the Israelites in place of the first male offspring of every Israelite woman. The Levites are mine for all the firstborn are mine. When I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I set apart for myself, every firstborn in Israel, whether man or animal, they are to be mine. I am the Lord. The Lord said to Moses in the desert of Sinai, every male a month old or more. Oh, I skipped a line. Hold on. Count the Levites by their family and clans. Count every male a month old or more. So Moses counted them and he was, as he was commanded by the word of the Lord. These were the names of the sons of Levi. Gershon Kohath or and Miriah, Merari, Merari, <laughs> Merawi. These were the names of the Gershonite clans, Libni and Shimai, The Kohathite clans: Amram, Izhar, Hebron, Hebron, probably Hebron, and Uziel. The Merarite clans: Mali and Mushi. These were the Levites, according to their families. There is a bookmark mark on this page, which is the last bookmark mark in this Bible when I attempted to read it in college, and it's because this part is fucking boring. No wonder I gave it up. To Gershon belonged the clans of the Libnites and (laughs) Shimeites. These were the Gershonite clans. The number of all the males a month old or more were counted as 7,500. The Gershonite clans were to camp on the west beyond the tabernacle. The leader of the families of Gershonites were Elasif, son of Lael. At the tent of meeting, the Gershonites were responsible for the care of the tabernacle in tent, its coverings, the curtains of the entrance to the tent of meeting, the curtains of the courtyard, the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard surrounding the tabernacle and altar, and the ropes and everything related to their use. To Kohath belonged the clans of the Amorites, Isarites, Hebronites, and Uzielites. Those were the gosh, it's getting harder every time. Kohathite Kohathite clans. It's, it's a line break, so it's it's hard to pronounce when it's in two different places. The number of all the males a month old or more were eight thousand six hundred. The Koha. Uh, the Kohathites were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. The Kohathite clans were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. The leader of the families of the Kohathite clans were Elis- Elisifam- fan son of uziel they were responsible for the care of the Ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the articles of the sanctuary used in ministering, the curtains, and everything related to their use. The chief leader of the Levites was Elazar, son of Aaron, the priest. He was appointed over those who were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. To Mirai belonged the clans of the Malites. And the Mushites, those were the Merarite clans. The number of all the males a month old or more were counted as six thousand two hundred. The leader of the families of the Merarite clans were Zuriel, son of Abi Hale. They were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. The Merarites were appointed to take care of the frames of the tabernacle, its crossbars, posts, base, all its equipment, everything related to their use, as well as the posts of the surrounding courtyard with the bases, tent pegs, and ropes. Moses and Aaron and his sons were camped to the east of the tabernacle toward the sunrise in front of the tent of meeting. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary on behalf of the Israelites. Anyone else who approached the sanctuary was to be put to death. The number of Levites counted at the Lord's command by Moses and Aaron according to their clans, including every male a month old or more, were 22,000. The Lord said to Moses, count all the firstborn Israelite males who are a month old or more and make a list of all their names. I hope I get to read all of those names. Take the Levites for me in place of all the firstborns, the Israelites, and the livestock of the Levites in place of all the firstborn livestock, the Israelites. I am the Lord. So Moses counted all the firstborn of the Israelites as the Lord commanded him. The total number of firstborn males a month old or more listed by name were 22,273. The Lord also said to Moses, Take the Levites in place of all the firstborn of Israel and the livestock of the Levites in place of the livestock. The Levites are to be mine. I am the Lord. To redeem the 273 firstborn Israelites who exceeded the number of Levites, collect five shekels for each one according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs 20 gerars. Give the money for the redemption of the additional Israelites to Aaron and his sons. So Moses collected the redemption money from those who exceeded the number redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the Israelites, he collected silver weighing 1,365 shekels according to the sanctuary shekel. Moses gave redemption money to Aaron and his sons as he commanded by the word of the Lord. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take a census of the Kohathite branch of the Levites by their clans and families. Count all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who come to serve in the work in the tent of meeting. This is the work of the Kohathites in the tent of meeting, the care of the most holy things. When the camp is to move, Aaron and his sons are to go in and take down the shielding curtain and cover the ark of the testimony with it. Then they are to cover this with hides of sea cow, spread a cloth of solid blue over that, and put the poles in place. Over the table of the presents, they are to spread a blue cloth and put on it the plates, dishes, and bowls, and the jars for drink offerings. The bread that is continually there is to remain on it. Over these, they are to spread a scarlet cloth, cover that with hides of sea cows, and put its pole in place. They are to take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand that is for the light. Together with its lamps, its wick, trimmers, and trays and all its jars for the oil used to supply it. Then they are to wrap it in all its accessories in a covering of hides of sea cows and put it on a carrying frame. Are there that many sea cows nearby where you can get all of these sea cow supplies? They are to take a blue blue cloth and cover the lampstand that is for light, together with its lamps, its wick, trimmers, and trays, and all its jars for the oil used to supply it. Then they are to wrap it and all its accessories in a covering of hides of sea cows and put it on a carrying frame. Over the gold altar, they are to spread a blue cloth and cover this with hides of sea cow and put its poles in place. They are to take all the articles used for ministering in the sanctuary, wrap them in a blue cloth, and cover them with hides of sea cow and put them on a carrying frame. They are to remove the ashes from the the bronze altar and spread a purple cloth over it. Then they are to place on it all the utensils used for ministering at the altar, including the fry pans, meat forks, shovels, and sprinkling bowls. Over it they are to spread a covering of hides of sea cow and put its poles in place. After Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy furnishings and all the holy articles, and when the camp is ready to move, the Kohathites are to come to do the carrying, but they they must not touch the holy thing or they will die. The Kohathites are to carry those things that are in the tent of meeting. Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, is to change the oil for the lamp, the fragrant incense, the regular grain offering, and the anointing oil. He is to be in charge of the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including its holy furnishings and articles. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, See that the Kohathite tribal clans are not cut off from the Levites, so that they may live and not die when they come near the most holy offerings. Do this for them. Aaron and his sons are to go into the sanctuary and assign to each man his work and what he is to carry. But the Kohathites must not go in to look at the holy things, even for a moment or they will die. I bet a dollar that somebody dies because of that. The Lord said to Moses, Take a census also of the Gershonites by their families and clans. Count all the men from thirty to fifty years of age who come to serve in the work of the tent of meeting. This is the service of the Gershonite clans as they work and carry burdens. They are to carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, meeting, its covering in the outer coverings of the hides of sea cows, the curtains for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the curtains of the courtyard surrounding the tabernacle and altar, the curtains for the entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment used in its service. The Gershonites are to do all that needs to be done with these things. All their service, whether carrying or doing other work, is to be done under, under the direction of Aaron and his sons. Usual assign to them is their responsibility all they are to carry. This is the service of the Gershonite clans at the tent of meeting. Their duties are to be under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Count the Mar- Mara... Mara... Meraritites, Jesus Christ, amen. Merarites. Merarites. Neither of those can be right. There's no chance. Count the Marorites by their clans and families. Count all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who come to serve in the tent of meeting. This is the duty they perform service of the tent of meeting, to carry frames of the tabernacle, its crossbars, posts, and bases, as well as the posts of the surrounding courtyard with their bases, tent pegs, ropes, all of their equipment, and everything related to their use. Assign to each man the specific things he is to carry. That is the service of the Marorite clan's As they work at the tent of meeting under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of the community counted the Kohathites by their clans and families. All the men from 30 to 50 years of age who came to serve in the work of the tent of meeting counted by clans were 2,750. That was the total. All those in the Kohathite clans were served in the tent of meeting. Moses and Aaron counted them according to the Lord's command through Moses. The Gershonites were counted by their clans and families all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who came to serve in the work of the tent of meeting counted by their clans and families were 2630 this was the total of those in the Gershonite clans who served at the tent of meeting Moses and Aaron counted them according to the Lord's command the Merarites were counted by their clans and families all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who came to serve in the work of the tent of meeting counted by their clans were 3200 3,200, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) This was the total of those in the Merahirite clans. Moses and Aaron counted them according to the Lord's command through Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel counted all the Levites by their clans and families, all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who came to do the work of serving and carrying the tent of meeting numbered 8,580. At the Lord's command through Moses, each was assigned his work and told what to carry. Thus they were counted as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to send away from camp anyone who has an infectious skin disease or a discharge of any kind or is ceremonially unclean because of a dead body. Send away male and female alike. Send them outside the camp so they will not defile their camp while I dwell among them. The Israelites did this. They sent them outside the camp. They did just as the Lord had instructed Moses. This heading says restitution for wrongs, and I really thought it said restitution for wings. Yep, that's just the kind of day we are about to have here, folks. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, when a man or woman wrongs another in any way, and so is unfaithful to the Lord, that person is guilty and must confess, con- confess, confess the sin he has committed. He must make full restitution for his wrong, add one fifth to it, and give it all to the person he has wronged. But if that person is no close relative to whom restitution can be made for the wrong, the restitution belongs to the Lord, and must be given to the priest along with the ram, which, with which atonement is made for him. All the sacred contributions of the Israelites bring to a priest. All the sacred contributions the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each man's sacred goods, sacred gifts are his own, but what he gives to the priest will belong to the priest. Then the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him by sleeping with another man, and this is hidden from her husband and her impurity is undetected, since there is no witness against her and she has not been caught in the act, And if feelings of jealousy come over her husband and he suspects his wife and she is impure, or if he is jealous and suspects her even though she is not impure, then he is to take his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of a tenth of an epa of barley flour on her behalf. He must not pour oil on it or put incense on it because it is a grain offering for jealousy, a reminder offering to draw attention to guilt. The priest shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Then he shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair and place in her hands the remainder offering, the grain offering for jealousy, while while he himself holds the bitter water that brings a curse. Then the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, if no other man has slept with you and you have not gone astray become impure and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband and you have defiled yourself by sleeping with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under the curse of the oath. May the Lord cause your people to curse and denounce you when he causes your thigh to waste away and your abdomen to, sw- to swell may this water that brings a curse into your body so that your abdomen swells and your thigh wastes away then the woman is to say amen so be it amen so be it the priest is to write these curses on a scroll and then wash them off into the bitter water he shall have a woman he shall have the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse and this water will enter her and cause bitter suffering the priest is to take it from her hands the grain offering for jealousy, wave it before the Lord, and bring it to the altar. The priest is to then take a handful of the grain offering as a memorial offering and burn it on the altar. After that, he is to have the woman drink the water. If she has defiled herself and been unfaithful to her husband, then when she is made to drink the water that brings a curse, it will go into her and cause better suffering. Her abdomen will swell and her thigh will waste away. Which thigh? I must know. And she will become accursed among her people." If, however, the woman is not defiled herself and is free from impurity, she will be cleared of guilt and will be able to have children. <laughs> Y'all. This, then, is the law of jealousy when a woman goes astray and defiles herself. Mm-hmm. This, then, is the law of jealousy when a woman goes astray and defiles herself while married to her husband or when feelings of jealousy come over a man because he suspects his wife. The priest is to have her stand before the Lord and is to apply this entire law to her. The husband will be innocent of any wrongdoing, but the woman will bear the consequences of her sin. I mean, okay. 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 The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, if a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of separation to the Lord as a Nazarite, he must obtain from wine and other fermented drink and must not drink vinegar made from wine or from other fermented drink. He must not drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins. As long as he is a Nazarite, he must not eat anything that comes from the grape vine, not even the seeds or skins. During the entire period of his vow of separation, no razor may be used on his head. He must be holy until the period of his separation to the Lord is over. Must He must let the hair of his head grow long. Throughout the period of his separation to the Lord, he must not go near a dead body. Even if his own father or mother or brother or sister dies, he must not make himself ceremonially ceremonially unclean on account of them, because the symbol of his separation to God is on his head. Throughout the period of his separation, he is consecrated to the Lord. I just touched my glasses to the microphone. I hope you could hear that. Hello. It's like this weird fuzzy thing in my face. I'm really trying to adjust to it. Na, 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 na. Okay. Even if dead, family separation. Amen. Okay. If someone dies suddenly in his presence, thus defiling the hair he has dedicated, he must shave his head on the day of his cleansing, the seventh day. And on the eighth day, he must bring two doves or two pigeons to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The priest is to offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to make atonement for him because he sinned. By being in the presence of a dead body. The same day he is to consecrate his head. He must dedicate himself to the Lord for the period of his separation and must bring a year-old male lamb as a guilt offering. The previous days do not count because he became defiled during his separation. Now, this is the law for the Nazarite when the period of his separation is over. He is to bring the entrance to the tent of meeting. There he is to present his offerings to the Lord a year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a year-old ewe lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a fellowship offering, together with their grain of grain offerings and drink offerings, and a basket of bread made without yeast, cakes made of fine flour mixed with oil, and wafers spread with oil. The priest is to present them before the Lord and make the sin offering and the burnt offering. He is the present... The basket he he is to present the basket of unleavened bread and is to sacrifice the lamb as a fellowship offering to the Lord together with its grain offering and drink offering. Then, at the entrance of the tent of meeting, the Nazarite must shave off the hair that he dedicated. He is to take the hair and put it in the fire that the, the that is under the sacrifice of the fellowship offering. After the Nazarite has shaved off. The hair of his dedication, the priest, is to place his hands, a boiled shoulder of the ram, and a cake and a wafer from the basket, both made without yeast. The priest shall then wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. They are holy and belong to the priest, together with the breast that was waved and the thigh that was presented. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows his offering to the Lord in accordance with his separation, in addition to whatever else he can afford. afford. He must fulfill the vow he has made according to the law of the Nazarite. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. When Moses finished setting up at the tabernacle, he anointed it and consecrated it in all its furnishings. He also anointed and consecrated the altar in all its utensils. Then the leaders of Israel and the heads of the families who were the tribal leaders in charge of those who were counted made offerings. They brought as who were counted, they brought as their gifts before the Lord six covered carts and twelve oxen and an ox for each leader and a cart for every two. These they presented before the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, "Accept these from them, that they may be. Accept these from them, that they may be used in the work at the tent of meeting. Give them to the Levites as each man working requires." So Moses took the carts and the oxen and gave them to the Levites. He gave two carts and four oxen to the Gershonites as their work required, and he gave four carts and eight oxen at the Merarites. As their work required, they were all under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. But Moses did not give any to the Kohathites because they were to carry on their shoulders the holy things for which they were responsible. When the altar was anointed, the leader brought their offerings for its dedication and presented them before the altar. For the Lord had said to Moses, each day one leader is to bring his offering for the dedication of the altar. The one who brought his offering on the first day was Nashon, son of Aminadab, of the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing 10 shekels, filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Nahshon, son of Nadab. On the second day, Nathaniel, son of Zuar, the leader of Ishkar, brought his offering. The offering he brought was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with the incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offer of uh, Nathaniel, son of Zuar. Oh, there's a whole bunch more of these, eh? On the third day, Eliab, son of Helon, Helon. The leader of the people of Zebulon brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, of course, each filled with a fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing 10 shekels filling and filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Eliab, son of Helon, On the fourth day, Eliezer, son of Shidur, the leader of the people of Reuben, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate, weighing 130 shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl, weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour, mixed with oil as a grain, offering one gold dish, weighing 10 shekels, filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb, a year old, for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs a year old, be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elizur, son of Shudur. On the fifth day, Shil- Shilumiel, son of Zurish Shadai, the leader of the people of Simeon, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering one gold dish weighing ten shekels, filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Shilumiel Son of Jirah On the sixth day, Ilisaf, son of Duel, the leader of the people of Gad, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels according to the sanctuary shekel. Each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elisaph, son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama son of Amiud, the leader of the people at Ephraim, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as grain offering, one gold dish with 10 shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for the burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, son of Pederhurs, the leader of the people of Manasseh, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil, a grain, one gold dish weighing 10 shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as fellowship offerings. This was the offer of Gamaliel, son of Pedasur. Are any of these any different? I am now just in a trance reading these words, and it all seems like it's exactly the same. On the ninth day, Abidan, son of Gideoni, Gideon with an I at the end, the leader of the people of Benjamin brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate wing, 130 se- shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl wing, 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as grain, offering one gold dish wing, 10 shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old, for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This is the offering of Abidan son of Gideoni. On the 10th day, Aiz-Yar, son of Amishadai, the leader of the people of Don, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels. These ones have definitely all been the same. And one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a green offering. One gold dish weighing 10 shekels filled with incense. One young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This is the offering of Aizar, son of Amish Shaddai. On the eleventh day, Pejiel, son of Akron, the leader of the people of Asher, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering. One gold dish weighing 12, 10, she- <laughs> one gold dish weighing 10 shekels and filled with incense. One young bull, one ram, one male lamb, a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. Two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, a year old to be sacrificed to fellowship offering. This was the offering of Paige Elson of Akron. On the twelfth day, Ahira, son of Inan, the leader of the people of Natali, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing 10 shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as fellowship offering. This was the offering of Ibrah, son of Inan. These were the offerings of the Israelite leaders for the dedication of the altar when it was anointed. 12... <laughs> twelve silver plates, twelve silver sprinkling bowls, twelve gold dishes. Each silver plate weighed 130 shekels in each sprinkling bowl. 70 shekels altogether. The silver dishes weighed 2,400 shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. The 12 gold dishes filled with incense weighed 12 shekels each, according to the sanctuary shekel. Altogether, the gold dishes weighed 120 shekels. The total number of animals for the burnt offerings came to 12 young bulls, 12 lambs, 12 rams, and 12 male lambs a year old together with their grain offering. 12 male goats were used for the sin offering. The total number of animals for the sacrifice of the fellowship offering came to 24 oxen, 60 rams, 60 male goats, 60 male lambs a year old. These were the offerings for the dedication of the altar after it was anointed. When Moses entered the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he heard the voice speaking to him from between the two cherubim above the anointment cover on the Ark of Testimony, and he spoke to him. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you set up the seven lamps, they are to light the area in front of the lampstand. Aaron did so. He set up the lamps so they faced forward on the lampstand, just as the Lord commanded. Just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is how the lampstand was made. It was made of hammered gold from its base to its blossoms. The lampstand was made exactly like the pattern the Lord had showed Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Take the Levites from among the other Israelites and then and make them ceremonially clean. To purify them, do this. Sprinkle the water of the cleansing on them. Then have them shave their whole bodies and wash their clothes and so purify themselves. Have them take a young bull with its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil Then you are to take a second young bull for a sin offering. Bring the Levites to the front of the tent of meeting and assemble the whole Israelite community. You are to bring the Levites before the Lord and the Israelites to lay their hands on them. Aaron is to present the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites so that they may be ready to do the work of the Lord. After the Levites lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, use the one for a sin offering to the Lord and the other for a burnt offering to make atonement for the Levites. Here the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons, and then present them as a wave offering to the Lord. In this way, you are to set the Levites apart from the other Israelites, and the Levites will be mine. After you have purified the Levites and presented them as a wave offering, they are to come to do their work at the tent of meeting. They are the Israelites who have, who are given, who are, they are the Israelites who are to be given holy to me. I have taken them as my own in place of, of the firstborn, the first male offspring from every Israelite woman. Every firstborn male in Israel, whether man or animal, is mine. When I struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, I set them apart for myself. And I have taken the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons in Israel. Of all the Israelites, I have given the Levites as gifts to Aaron and his sons to do the work at the tent of meaning, on behalf of the Israelites, and to make atonement for them so that no plague will strike the Israelites when they go near the sanctuary. Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community did with the Levites just as the Lord commanded Moses. The Levites purified themselves and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them as a wave offering before the Lord and made atonement for them to purify them. After that, the Levites came to do their work at the tent of meeting under the supervision of Aaron and his sons. They did with the Levites just as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, This applies to the Levites. Men 25 years old or more come to take part part in the work of the tent of meeting, but at the age of 50 they must retire from their regular service and work no longer. They may assist their brothers in performing their duties at the tent of meeting, but they themselves must not do the work. This, then, is how you are to assign the responsibility of the Levites. The Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they came out of Egypt. He said, have the Israelites celebrated the Passover at the appointed time? Oh, not a question, a demand. Have the Israelites celebrate the Passover at the appointed time? Celebrated at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in in accordance with all its rules and regulations. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover, and they did so in the desert of Sinai at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. But some of them could not celebrate the Passover on the day because they were ceremonially unclean on account of a dead body. So they came to Moses and Aaron the same day and said to Moses, we have become unclean because of a dead body, but why should we be kept? I told you, I fucking told you someone was going to die. We have become unclean because of the dead body, but why should we be kept from presenting the Lord's offerings with the other Israelites at the appointed time? Moses answered them, wait until I find out what the Lord has... Lord commands concerning you. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites when any of you or your descendants are unclean because of a dead body, you are to journey you or you are away on a journey. They may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They are to celebrate it. They are to celebrate it on the 14th day of the second month at twilight. They are to eat the lamb together with the unleavened bread and bitter herbs, herbs, They must not leave any of it till morning or break any of its bones. When they celebrate the Passover, they must follow all the regulations. But if a man who is ceremonially clean and not on a journey fails to celebrate the Passover, the person must be cut off from his people because he did not present the Lord's offering at the appointed time. The man will bear the consequences of his sin. An alien living among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must do so in accordance with its rules and regulations. You must have the same regulations for an alien and the native-born. On the day of the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony was set up. The cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever, wherever, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days as the Lord commanded they would encamp and then at his command they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whenever, whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. And when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his commands through Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver and use them for calling the community together and for having the camp set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. If only one is sounded, the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, are to assemble before you. When a trumpet blast is sounded, the tribes camping on the east are to set out. At the sounding of a second blast, the camps are to set out. The camps on the south are to set out. The blast will be the signal for setting out. To gather the assembly, blow the trumpets, but not with the same signal. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpets. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and the generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on the trumpets. Then you will be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemies. Also at your time of rejoicing, your appointed feasts and new moon festivals, you are to sound the trumpet over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, and they will be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. On the twelfth day of the second month of the second year, the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle of the testimony. Then the Israelites set out from the desert of Sinai and traveled from place to place until the cloud came to rest in the desert of Paran. They set out the first time at the Lord's command through Moses. The divisions of the camp of Judah went first, under their standard. Nashon, son of Amidab, was in command. Nathanael, son of Zuar, was over the division of the tribe of Ishkar. And Elab, son of Helon, was under was over the division of the tribe of Zebulon. Then the tabernacle was taken down, and the Gershonites and the Merarites were carried it. Who carried it set out. The divisions of the camp of Reuben went next, under their standard. Eliezer, son of Shudur, was in command. Lumiel, son of uh, Shadai, was over the division of the tribe of Simeon, and Elisaph, son of Duel, over the division, was over the division of the tribe of Gad. Then the Kohathites set out, carrying the holy things. Then the tabernacle was set up before the, they, they arrived. The divisions of the camp of Ephraim went next, under their standard. Elishama, son of Ahim, Amihud, was in command. Gamaliel, son of Pedehuser, was over the division of the tribe of Manasseh, and Abidan son of Gideon, <laughs> Gideoni, was over the division of the tribe of Benjamin. Finally, as the rear guard for all the units, the divisions of the camp of Dan set out, under their standard. Ahiziar, son of Amishadai, was in command. Pajiel, son of Akron, was over the divisions of the tribe of Asher, and Ahira, son of Enan, was over the divisions of the tribe of Naphtali. This was the order of the march for the Israelite divisions as they set out. Now Moses said to Hob- uh, Hobab, son of Haral, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out for the place about which the Lord said, I will give it to you, come with us and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. He answered, No, I will not go. I am going back to my own land and my own people. But Moses said, Please do not leave us. You know where, where we should camp in the desert, and you can be our eyes. If you come with us, we will share with you whatever good things the Lord gives us. So they set out from the mountain of the Lord and traveled for three days. The ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them during those three days to find them a place to rest. The cloud came the cloud of the Lord was over them by day when they set out from the camp. Whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, may your enemies be scattered, may your foes flee before you. Whenever it came to rest, he said, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of, them, some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Taborah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them began began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlics. And now we have lost our appetite. We have never seen anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a handmill or crushed it with a mortar they cooked it in a pot and made it into cakes and it tasted like something made with olive oil when the dew settled on the camp at night the manna also came down moses heard the people of every family wailing each at the t- entrance to his tent the lord became exceedingly angry and moses was troubled he asked the lord why have you brought this trouble on your servant what have i done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me did i conceive all these people did i give them birth Did you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised an oath to their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes... And do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among his people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, and that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, Consecrate yourselves, In preparation for tomorrow, when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day, or two days, or five, ten, or twenty days, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils, and you loathe it, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and you have wailed before him, saying, Why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, Here I am among 600,000 men on foot, and you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I will say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him, and he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but but did not go out to the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It brought them down all around the camp to about... three feet above the ground, as far as a day's walk in any direction. All that day and night, and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than ten homers. Then they spread them all out around the camp, but while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore, the place was named Kibroth Hatava, because they were because there they buried the people who had craved other food. From Kibroth-Hatava, the people traveled to Hazaroth and stayed there. And uh, perfect timing. That concludes today's episode. We will pick up at uh, Numbers chapter 12 next week. Let go and let God.